welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us happily again from Bedford, Mass. is Carrie Penman, Carrie's Chief Risk and Compliance Officer from NAVEX. And today we're going to be talking about their big annual report on what's going on in terms of helplines. First, Carrie, thanks for coming back and joining us again. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be back with you. I always enjoy doing these podcasts with you and, of course, talking about one of my favorite topics. So thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm always interested in the data you guys pull. So let's go through what your report said. You identified four key trends, and I thought we should just take them one at a time. First, you announced that whistleblowers are more emboldened. Um, What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so that's a great question. You know, we have, I think, seen a a little bit of a sea change in how and where employees are reporting. And the one most notable trend that was not in our data, but in the data from the SEC, is that tips that were reported to the Office of the Whistleblower uh, of the SEC literally nearly doubled from 2020 to 2021. And I know that's fiscal year versus calendar year, but it was a huge jump. So certainly noting that employees are uh, reporting more frequently externally. And then within our data, we saw that fraud reporting had increased uh, and in particular in the last eight months of 2021. My thinking there is it may be related to the amount of COVID money that has been flowing from um, the various government agencies. And obviously when money is flowing, there's a potential for fraud. So a lot more reporting around issues of fraud. And then this was a first, we had more named reporters than we have ever seen in Mm -hmm. our reports. Uh, We dropped an anonymous reporting from 58% to 50%. And we started at When we started reporting, it was about 65%. So uh, really it's the lowest level we have ever seen. And another interesting finding was, and I maybe take this as a little bit of a warning, that there were quite a few organizations, um, I think it was around 11%, who did not receive any anonymous reports at all. I worry about organizations that are getting zero anonymous reports because I wonder how they're advertising the line. And then, maybe i think the biggest takeaway is that you know last year we experienced the great resignation and so people may have felt more confident that if they experienced retaliation that they could more easily get another job so that's why we were thinking that whistleblowers were more emboldened and of course as we know things like the eu directive and more and more protections coming out for whistleblowers and reporters so we'll see how this goes yeah, it sounds um, interesting. And, and the thing that I, I'm not so sure about is the decline in anonymous reporting um, as a percentage of total. On the one hand, to me, it would suggest, well, employees are more confident that they can report things safely. But by the same token, uh, and dismayingly, you found that reports about retaliation have jumped. So what's going on? Well, um, I would say a couple of things. Um And we also saw in in related categories, issues of harassment and discrimination also jumped even beyond levels that we saw during Me Too. 
So again, I wonder how much of this is confidence that employees can find a new position. And if they are experiencing retaliation, that they may be more likely to report it. I also think, Adam, and maybe tell me what you think. Um, I think employees these days are more attuned to just general issues of workplace civility. This has been a, a very interesting and, and sometimes very dismaying time on the political discourse and frankly, the way people think it's okay to talk to each other. Uh, and I don't think that's landing well for a lot of individuals. So um, those are some of my thoughts about that. People are willing to say, hey, this is not okay. And, uh, and if it's not okay, I'm gonna leave and go someplace else. Well, there's definitely a, a trend to more movement. And in terms of civility, it's something I think has long been underappreciated both in the workplace and in society in general. Um, and seeing how people's just simple interactions can have a huge impact. And, and you're right, given the uh, uncivility of public discourse this day, I, I do wonder if people uh, have less tolerance for the workplace and it may be contributing to why so many people are willing to just, or want to just work at home and to, like, commute because then they don't have to face anything. So- yeah, that's a good point, right? The people yeah, just don't want to deal with you know, bad behavior in the other. office. Right. You know, just simpler to deal with. Now, COVID last year's report showed a big impact. Um, what are you seeing now? Yeah, so, in 2021, which was you know the time frame that this data covers, we we still saw a depressed uh, level of reporting, but it was increased over 2020. So, we definitely saw a huge dip when COVID hit in 2020. Um, we saw some recovery in overall um, numbers of reports, but it's still not back to pre-COVID levels. So, um, and some of this to your point about not being in the office, maybe that uh, employees are seeing less because they're just not in a position to witness certain types of behavior or to question uh, maybe a, an accounting entry or something like that. Um, we also saw even in 2021 that reports that contained the word COVID, so they were about COVID, actually tracked with the number of COVID cases that we were seeing nationally. Um, and so they just followed a, a very similar line. We also saw you know, elevated levels of safety cases. Um, again, last year, that's when many of um, our uh, friends and neighbors who worked in places like restaurants and retail were dealing with customers that didn't want to wear a mask or didn't want to show a vaccination card if it was required. And I think a lot of the reporting around safety issues and COVID issues uh, remained elevated, although less than in 2020. Um, so I think those are some of the main issues related to COVID. And then I wonder how much of the financial reporting issues were also related to COVID. Well, it certainly has had an impact on all kinds of things. And I am intrigued by the fact that the helpline call volume ends up reflecting trends. Um, maybe not too long before the CDC wants to take a look at that from you guys. Exactly. Now, your, your report also showed that ESG-related reporting is notably low, um, especially given how hot a topic it's become. Is it that people don't see the helpline as the place to report it? Or is there something else happening? 
I think you you hit the nail on the head. Um, I I think that it hasn't been something that has been discussed or described as a particular issue for for helpline reporting. But I will say that this year was the first year that we broke down what was our traditionally five major categories that we reported along to 24 sub-issue types. And it gave us an opportunity to have more visibility into some of the uh, ESG type issues. So like bribery and corruption and product quality and environmental and free and fair competition and human rights. Those are all new sub uh, issues that we were reporting on. And all of those were less than 1% of the cases that we received uh, in 2021. So I think this is an opportunity for organizations that are focusing uh, on issues of ESG to remind folks that if they see concerns in these areas, that that the hotline is an appropriate place to report. Because as you know, Adam, these these are all topics that are in our codes of conduct uh, already. So I do I do think that that's um, interesting. But I wonder now if we start reporting on these issues at a deeper level, will that raise awareness to some extent? And maybe folks will talk more about it. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, it's still such an emerging issue on the role of compliance, and it is yet to be thoroughly defined, though I would argue that any place where people are supposed to, or the organization is supposed to report out numbers and results leaves an opportunity for cheating and compliance skills and trying to prevent and identify that are going to be valid. Uh, it just may take a while for employees to realize that a call to the helpline about that is as normal as calling about harassment or another issue. Exactly. So we, we've we talked for now looking back at what the data said about last year. Um, let's look into the crystal ball a bit and towards the future. What do you think we'll be discussing over the next 12 months? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, you know, here we are as we sit thinking about a potential recession. Um, we're hearing more and more about organizations um, experiencing layoffs and reductions in force uh, as a result of the, uh, the market situation. So, you know, I wonder if we will see fewer reports again this year because my experience has been in the past when things like layoffs are occurring that the fear levels do rise and the potential opportunity to more easily get a new job um, may go down again and so it might test my theory about um you know the emboldened whistleblower i wonder if you know the the reporters will uh, step back and say, maybe this isn't a good time to stick my neck out and, and raise an issue. And I think it's this, this type of environment that we are heading into right now is a really important time for compliance officers to be aware of when the organization is putting performance pressures, delivery pressures uh, on employees. Um, that might cause people to make some bad decisions. So I think now more than ever, it's really important for organizations to remind uh, employees of their options to report, their obligations to report, and to really focus on culture and issues of pressure. 
Well, we've seen over the years that when the economic tide goes out is usually when the major scandals start appearing um, as continued growth can no longer, isn't there to paper over what are some serious problems. So it's likely to be a very interesting time, but we seem to be in interesting times year after year after year lately for better yeah, and worse. Sure. That is for sure. So, well, uh, I, yeah, I think that's about it for my crystal ball. I just, you know, I hope that, um, you know, organizations are, are, are doing okay during this tough time. And it's just so important to stay in touch with employees and our programs are just a, an excellent way to do that, to reach out and ensure that, you know, they know what's expected and that they have a safe place to land. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Carrie, always great to visit with you. Uh, I want to thank you for sharing these insights with us, and I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.